listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello everyone, welcome to another brand new episode of ESL Talk. Thank you again for joining us for this episode this week where we're going to be getting into IELTS mindset and strategies for success in the IELTS test. So if you are a teacher who teaches IELTS, if you are familiar with IELTS, if you're not familiar with IELTS, this will be a great opportunity for you to find out more about the test, especially the speaking part of the test. And our guest Cindy is going to teach us and tell us a little bit about how she approaches it and also provide some insights on how you can improve your skills as an IELTS teacher or if it's something you may be thinking about or considering teaching in the future, then also you've got a wonderful opportunity there to learn and find out more about that. We hope you enjoyed the episode last week with Crystal where we presented the Level Up Teaching Summit. Again, the links are all there. It's a totally free event for you to join, so we'd love you to be able to join that event get lots of knowledge, insights, uh, attend workshops, and really improve your skills as an online English teacher. So don't forget to sign up to that. That is last week's episode, and the link is in the description for that episode as well. And just connecting to that, um, again, we're just going to plug our sponsor, which is esl-curriculum.com. As you probably heard last week, over 744 interactive lessons now, so they've beefed up their curriculum fairly significantly. There are now games and lots of other different activities um, and courses available, whatever you teach online. Um, They have you covered. You can start with a free two-week trial and subscriptions start from as little as just a few dollars a month. So save yourself time, energy, prep, have everything ready to go, have amazing high-quality materials that you can just teach from immediately and that should hopefully help you out a lot. ESL-curriculum.com So just a couple more orders of business before we get into today's interview. First of all, if you're not following us on Instagram, please do. It's a really useful way to keep up to date with our guests, our episodes, and find out more about the podcast. Just go to at ESL Talk Podcast on Instagram to follow us and keep up to date with everything that's going on ESL Talk wise. Again, you can access all our previous episodes that we've recorded over the past uh, two and a half years. Just go to esl-talk.com. If you'd like to be a guest, you can also do that just by simply clicking the link at the top of the page on the website, be a guest, fill in a couple of details, and we can arrange a time to chat so that you can be a guest on this episode and hopefully talk about something you really care about, that you're passionate about, or your area of interest within the ESL teaching world. So let's get our guest Cindy onto today's episode to talk about mindset and strategies in the IELTS exam. Here we go. Hold up. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, we are joined this week by Cindy. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cindy. Oh, it's great to be here. Yeah, we're going to get into this topic of IELTS. We've had quite a few guests talking about this recently, but um, I'm excited to hear your perspectives, especially on mindset and strategies. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get into our discussion, would you be able to just give us a, a quick, brief intro about yourself? Sure. Um, yeah, I started out really teaching more general English. Um, you know, I, I do online teaching. Um, and so it's adults, general English and business English was where I started but then I just got really um, hooked on the IELTS exam. So I've changed my focus and I'm really moving in that direction now. Um, and I'm really excited about it. When I was doing the, the general and business English, um, it, it didn't have that same sense of urgency that I feel with the IELTS. Um, there was no end date. And so, you know, everything, unless there was a job interview or a uh, presentation that someone had to give for their job, um, there was no, there was no deadline that we were looking at. And then with the IELTS, you know, it's all about the end date. You're really super focused on when this needs to be, the student needs to be ready. And I find that just really um, energizing, I guess. Um, And Beyond that, the fact that the IELTS is such a high stakes test and it can change students' lives, you know, that is really exciting. We've we've talked a lot about myths and misconceptions, and it's always interesting to hear other teachers' perspectives that they have about the test. So what are some myths and misconceptions that you've heard about and you know about? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, there's a lot of them out there. There's just so, so many um sort of misinformation on the on the internet but here's here are a couple that i hear and and try to dispel from my students um one of them is you know what if the examiner doesn't like me personally you know that's going to affect my score and and that places all kinds of stress on a student you know about what do i wear you know what should i look like and 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 all of these things that they waste energy on that they don't need to worry about so, you know, just by letting students know that no, you know, actually the examiner is just looking at language skills or just looking at the band descriptors, um, that can take some pressure off students that, you know, gives them a little bit more headspace to, to do what's important. Um, and then just quickly, you know, kind of a more of a test related one is the idea that idiomatic language means using a lot of idioms. Um, and so you see students just, you know, trying to memorize all of these idioms and then kind of jam them into what they're saying in the speaking exam. Um, and, you know, of course, most of the time they don't make sense when you use them that way. And that's not the point in any case. So, um, you know, letting students know that no idiomatic language, it just means speaking more like a native speaker, you know, using the more natural conversational ways yes. of speak. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. And it's a really good observation that you make. Um, I see this and witness this all the time. You know, 
you don't want to speak in a way that isn't natural, isn't authentic, and and isn't what reflects how a native speaker would speak. Again, everyone should have their own identity, their own voice, their own way of communicating. But when we're throwing in words, phrases, idioms that would never be used, or that it, sometimes I've even never heard myself, then that can be a little bit problematic. So yeah, those are some really um, interesting and useful, um, you know, myths that I that that we've heard as well. So. Let's think about the preparation phase and, you know, more specifically mindset. What role does mindset play and, and how can a positive mindset really benefit students? Because I, I think a lot of students struggle with this initially. Yeah. And, and this is a question that I really love because I just see mindset as being such a key to being successful on the test and, you know, mm-hmm. just in general. And there's a couple of things that I'll mention that I try to um, really relate to my students. One of them comes from a movie, a Tom Hanks movie, um, where he's a coach of a baseball team. Maybe Mm -hmm. you've seen this one. And one of his players wants to quit. You know, she says, it's just, it's too hard. And he says, hard is what makes it great. You know, it's, it's, if it were easy, everybody'd be doing it. Yes. And so, you know, this, the students don't always want to get that message that, well, you know, yeah, it's going to be really hard. You know, you're going to have to do a lot of work. Right. Right. But if they can embrace this idea that because it's hard, it's going to have so many benefits for them. Yes. And, you know, and it sets them apart. If it were, if the IELTS were easy, everybody would do it. Mm-hmm. But they can take a lot of pride in the fact that they're doing this thing that a lot of people kids just won't do. They're just too um, intimidated by it. Yeah. And so I think that's one mindset that can be really helpful when they're not feeling motivated. Um, and if we have time, I'll just give one other example of cool. something that personally um, more as a motto than a strategy. But mm-hmm. the idea that when you have an obstacle or a challenge, you tell yourself there's always a way. Yes. There's always a way. And, you know, 95% of the time there really is. Sometimes yeah. there's not. Yeah. But, you know, what it does is it opens up your mind to be very creative and you start like doing this one person brainstorming session where you come up with every possible way that maybe this, you know, you could do it yes. and you're going to come up with a gem and you'll, you'll find a way. Yeah. I love, I love that approach. And I, I like, again, what you've touched on here about mindset and it is possible. Mm-hmm. There is a way to do it. And it's mm-hmm. funny because the amount of times I talk to students and they say, yep, I really want this. I really want to do this. I really need to, you know, get prepared and get ready. And then mm-hmm. I might ask them a few questions. So how are you going to do that? What does that look like? What's your plan? Mm-hmm. And crickets. So yeah, yeah it's, it, it's that whole motto of who mm-hmm. wants to, sorry, who wants change? Who wants mm-hmm. to change? That's mm. the big disconnect between those two things. And yeah. it is difficult to, to really motivate sometimes as well. But I agree, positive mindset is the foundation to success 100%. So what are some strategies you find effective for improving um, students' speaking skills? I know you work um, with students with their speaking specifically. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is a really crucial component of IELTS um, for, for speaking. So what are some strategies that you found useful and helpful for students to improve their speaking skills? Um, yeah, you know, this one's really basic, but it's basic because it's so important. Um, and that is just to record themselves speaking, uh, you know, get, get some questions from the IELTS and record what you say and then listen to it. Right. And that way you can really, you know, get clear on what are the areas that you need the most work on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can focus on those weak areas and, and gradually make those skills stronger. 
And if you have enough time, you, you give yourself enough time before the test, then you keep doing that. And, you know, the next one that's weaker, you build yeah, that exactly. up and you just keep, yeah, you keep progressing. Yeah. That way. yeah, yeah really you get the wheels in motion and you just continually keep the wheels moving and a little mm -hmm. bit at a time, a bit of a tweak. Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, you'd be surprised, um, you know, I have a group with about 200 students in it and mm -hmm. every day we set a challenge record your response get feedback find out your weaknesses find out how you can improve and so many students are like oh i'm scared i don't want to record it i don't want to and i'm thinking well it's a barrier because you're going to have to speak in the exam in front of a stranger and you're going to have to communicate for around 20 minutes and if you can't do it in this very simple basic um, environment then it's going to be a real struggle so it goes back to mindset and yeah. again a really huge thing if you don't hear yourself nobody likes to hear their voice i understand that but if you start to listen, then you can identify, you can connect, you can improve, and you can develop, like you said, and keep things moving. So this ties in really well to the themes of anxiety and stress, which, again, a lot of students struggle with, for sure. Um, and, you know, these, these exams are high stakes exams, like I So how would you or how can you help students overcome these difficulties of anxiety and stress? How would you manage it, Cindy? Yeah, um, you know, I think about stress in like in a couple of different ways. Um, there's there's a general stress that they might feel just about the exam, you know, looming in their future. And then there's the um, more present stress of the test day anxiety. And I know we're going to I think we're going to talk about that in just a second. So for the general anxiety, um, you know, what I what I encourage students to do is just pretty much this basic mindfulness type of technique um, where you close your eyes, you deepen your breath, you know, you let your, all the tight muscles in your stomach loosen. And um, you don't have to do the full on meditation practice, you know, mm -hmm. but it can help to either pay attention to your breath or pay attention to what sort of sounds there are in the environment. And what you're doing is you're bringing your focus back into reality. Right. Exactly. exactly. And because your fears are not real um, mm -hmm. and they can't act on you unless you get attached to them and let them yank you around. Right. I love that. Yeah. And so if you, if you can let go of them and just really be in this present moment, you're going to be a lot more calm. Absolutely. Yeah. So many students worry about things that are so far away or that they have no control over. And again, this theme comes up of, I didn't get a high score, so I'm going to apply for reassessment and maybe I'll get something, but I'm going to be waiting for two weeks and three weeks and I paid all this money and what if, what if, what if. Right. It goes back to effective preparation, practice, planning, and making yes. sure that you're in the right mental state when you do take the test. And again, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of expand this a little bit more and we'll talk about practice and how important it is. You know, what role do you think practice plays in preparation and how can students, you know, start to structure their practice so they can be as effective as possible. Mm, mm, okay. Um, well, you know, and again, I'm going to sort of target the speaking part of this, the test, because that's really where I do the most um, focus. But so structuring the speaking practice, I really encourage students to just forget about timing at the beginning, um, you know, allow themselves to take the time to organize their thoughts and maybe have some vocabulary words on a list in front of them, um, grammar notes about things they get confused by. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really just, just um, take the time to become more fluent and become more confident mm -hmm. before you start 
bringing timing into um, your practice. And yes. I think that really just helps students, you know, feel more comfortable. I think so. Having systems, having routines and trying to embed those in students is going to help them a lot because so many students don't really have a technique. And, you know, I'll ask students, like, what are you doing right now to prepare? They're like, oh, I sometimes do this. I sometimes do that. I'll try to do this. I'll try to do that. I'm busy. I have work. I have a family, of course. But we need to make time for something like this. You know, if if I'm taking if I'm taking a test to learn how to drive or I'm taking a test to become a doctor, I'm going to have to dedicate Mm. to that each week each month until I reach my goal so this is really important um you've already mentioned a couple more generally but let's go a little bit more specifically now can you recommend any mind calming techniques or exercises that students can use on the day to overcome this anxiety because this is a huge thing I've had yeah. text messages and frantic calls Daniel I'm taking my test today I'm so worried what how would how would you how would you approach this Cindy yeah, well, you know, and it, it is a little different than the general anxiety because you are actually in a situation that's scary, right? So, Absolutely. you know, that that's just a fact. It is going to be a little bit, um, you know, stressful. Yes. But what I what I suggest my students do is um, before you know this before the test, they they practice seeing their thoughts um, kind of like a snow globe, right? So, if you know what a snow globe is it's clear glass or plastic, you turn it upside down and all this snow starts swirling around, right? It's got a Eiffel Tower, oh. Empire State Building in it, you know, these little tourist souvenirs. But anyway, so so if they can visualize that and relate the amount of the swirling to their thoughts, um, kind of running crazy, uh, and and watch as that snow begins to you know slow down settle it starts to drop down to the bottom and slowly but surely the snow globe becomes clear again and you know if if they can get used to this idea that um as the snow starts to settle their thoughts start to settle it's a more powerful way of doing it because you, you've got this visualization um and i think that has, has it's more a, a more um, effective way of handling the actual stress of the test. I really mm -hmm. like how you can visualize and rationalize those feelings and emotions and thoughts in a way like that. And I really like that that way of thinking about it because, again, mm -hmm. we're always so focused on what's in front of us as opposed to what's in our brain when this is what we should mm -hmm. be focusing on mentally. So I, I really like that approach. And I think it's a good way to help students to think about the challenge as well. Now. For our listeners, obviously, we have a lot of teachers who teach IELTS or they've worked with IELTS or they have knowledge of IELTS. Um, what advice would you give them if they're interested in starting on this journey? Um, they want to specialize in IELTS preparation. What are some things they should do or they should know before they get started? What do you think? Mm. Well, when I started to shift over from uh, biz business to IELTS in, uh, teaching, I first I took a certification. I think it was Cambridge uh, test mm -hmm. prep certification. Yes, correct. Yep. Um, yeah, and which was great, but it was very basic. You mm -hmm. know, it was just it was really just a beginning building block. Um, and so from there, starting to uh, practice the IELTS as a student, you know, getting the resources that students would use to yes. study, that can be really helpful. So you can kind of know exactly what their experience is, is going to be like. And then, but this is actually the most important one, I think, that has been most important to me. And that was, um, I was fortunate to know a woman who had been an examiner. And so when I started working with students, 
I would actually like, she would be my tutor and I would show her or have her listen to what the students were doing. And she'd break it down for me and say, okay, you know, here's what I'm hearing. This is what the examiners are going to listen for in this. And then I got accurate information yes. <laughs> about what the examiners really are looking for. So huge, huge help. At the That's some um, really sage advice. And again, Accurate information. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard something that a teacher has told a student to do, I wouldn't need to work anymore. Let's just put it that way. Um, again, it's not malicious. It's not intentional. The majority of the time, it's it's, it's well-intentioned and it's coming from a good place, but it just isn't remotely true. Like you mentioned at the start, we don't care about the student as a person. All we care about is how they demonstrate their speaking skills and we just grade them based on those on those you know marking criteria. That's it. But then I'll hit, I, I won't say teachers, I'll hear some people say, you need to dress professionally, like, like you're mm-hmm. a, going to a business event, you need to shake the hand of the examiner, mm-hmm. thank them and try to engage them. And, you know, yeah. I, I remember as an examiner, students would come in and say, Oh, hello, hello, Daniel, how are you doing? Today? And I'm, I can't physically say anything, or after they try to shake my hand or Continue. Right. And it's again, it's small talk. Yeah, it's um, it was yeah. a little bit uncomfortable, um, on both sides because again, we mm-hmm. have very strict um, you know, procedures that we have to adhere to as examiners as well. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, so mm-hmm. lastly, what would you what would you perceive as your vision um of IELTS preparation in the future and and your role in it and and what are your upcoming projects and goals in this field on a professional note? Yeah, um, you know, I can speak to to my uh, vision. And honestly, I'm kind of a a latecomer to all of the social media. Uh, So I'm just getting started with Facebook page and group. Um, But I really that's where my focus is going to be, because Mm -hmm. I really feel like if I can get the information and the strategies and the techniques to more people, um, that's what's the most important thing. You know, like I said, to to know that you're helping a person change their life is just, you know, that's what I love so much about IELTS. And if I can do more of that and reach more students by using the social media, then that's yeah. what I'm going to That's a really powerful note to, um, to round up on because for sure, like, you know, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of students who I've helped, you know, move countries, study at universities, get better jobs and, you know, all those things. And maybe you've just played a very small part in that journey, but you've played a part nonetheless. And that's like, you can't, you know, if you could bottle that feeling and sell it, you'd you'd be very, very rich. So yeah, exactly. That's great. How can our listeners um, reach out to you? How could they find out more about what we've discussed today if they want to um, want to speak to you? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I'm just getting things, I'm just getting rolling in that area, but, um, do look for me on Facebook. I'm going to, you know, be putting more and more on there. And that's probably at this point, the best place for, um, people who just listening to the podcast for them to find me. Wonderful. I'll definitely, um, I'll definitely link that down below so that our listeners can reach out if they have any questions. Um, just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your insight on this. And, um, Hopefully you'll be able to reach these goals. I'm sure you will, but it was was really great to talk to you. Thanks for your time, Cindy. Yeah, thank you. It was great. Alrighty, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your knowledge and insights on IELTS and specifically IELTS speaking. I found it really useful, even as someone who's fairly experienced in the world of IELTS. So thank you so much for your time today. 
So don't forget to subscribe for brand new episodes every Wednesday. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please feel free to leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And it helps us stay in the rankings. As we mentioned, we are now in the top 40 language learning podcasts in the US and the top 20 in Canada. So let's keep that up, hopefully, and keep building and moving forward. So if you are able to leave a review, um, just let us know what you think about the podcast. We'd really appreciate that, too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.